common habit of we're not eating when we're hungry, we're eating because of it's that time, it's a birthday party, I'm stressed out, I'm emotional, I'm eating. So we're actually eating at the times we actually don't need to. And we don't listen to our bodies of saying, hey, I actually, I'm, I'm not, I'm good. You don't have to eat anymore. So for you to be at 900 calories, for some people that'd be like, oh my gosh, you're starving yourself. But really it's, hey, I'm actually not hungry. And if my body was hungry, it'd be, you know, growling at me. I'd feel lightheaded. So for you to take that and be like, I'm okay. I don't need to eat. I'll just eat my normal 1500 tomorrow. It's very smart. Very, very smart. It's a really rare skill. It's something I really teach my clients is listen to your body. Your body is so intelligent, but we've lost sight of all the cues and we just eat because it's 12. We eat because we sneeze and we get emotional or, you know, like something happens <laughs> instead of listening to our body. So I commend you for that. That's super, super cool. So I want to switch to this part which is inevitable, okay? And people need to hear this. There are gonna be things that come up in your life that's gonna throw you off course. Everyone's like, I wanna sign up when there's no vacations, no birthdays, no weddings. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, no, we need to sign up. Like I had so many people sign up in, in October, November. And most people think that's crazy, but I'm like, no, I'm glad that you're signing up now because I'm gonna teach you how to get through the holidays being, and you're gonna lose 10, 15, 20 pounds. We need to learn these skills instead of hide from them. And if things do come up, obstacles do come up, we need to learn how to navigate through them and get right back up. So can you tell us a story of, okay, so you've been doing this for a while, you lost over 20 pounds, you're feeling better. What was that curveball that was thrown at you that kind of knocked you off your feet? Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I have a super awesome special guest, Patty. Welcome, Patty. Hey, thanks. <laughs> to our show. Uh, I'm so excited to share her inspirational story of, of how she lost weight, the obstacles that she went through and how she is recovering because so many of us we go up and down and up and down a lot of us when we go down when we lose weight or gain it back we kind of stay there we kind of get upset that we gain the weight back and we don't know how to forgive ourselves or how to recover and so i'm so excited to share patty's story and how motivational she is and inspiring she is to keep going but i'm gonna i'm gonna let her share her story but thank you everyone for joining and let's get started so patty how did you originally hear about me well we uh we lived in sedalia for 10 years before we moved here um, my name is patty christopherson my husband's jethro a lot of people know us um in sedalia so i had a lot of friends uh, on facebook that were sharing what they were doing with you and i got kind of curious so you know i uh, liked your page and then I joined it and followed it and I just kept hearing you know friends that were going through this like Lisa Everhart she was seeing you and some other people um, and just hearing them and it's like okay maybe this lady has something that could help me and and I didn't start it for a couple months after I started following you and realized you know she knows what she's talking about and it wasn't just diet and lose weight it was more um, get healthy and here's how you do that, you know, and paying attention to what you're eating. And I'd heard about counting calories before and it was really boring and no thank you. Um, so that's, that's how it started. That's how I heard about you. So what happened in your life that forced you to change and start actually counting your calories? Um, overweight, you know, um, way back a long time ago, I quit smoking and then I, gained weight and then I had kids and I gained weight and that's what I blamed but really I was just eating I'd wait for the girls to go to bed then I'd eat a whole bunch of chips <laughs> so 
that didn't help. And I wasn't ever really active. I had jobs in food service where I would move around a lot. And to me, that meant, you know, that's my exercise, you know, and if I had a Fitbit, then boy, I'd have gone way over 10,000 steps a day. But at the end of the day, you know, my knees hurt really bad. And I was just really tired walking up a set of stairs. Not only was I out of breath, but I was just tired. I'd have to stand at the, at the landing and just kind of catch my breath and, you know, get my energy back. And that just got to be really depressing. And I have to tell you, years ago, about four or five years ago, I'm walking into Target and I'm just whining because, oh, I'm not losing weight, even though I'm trying and I'm eating better, you know, except for the M&Ms. And Lord, I just need more willpower to lose weight. And I felt him say, I've given you all the self-control you need. You're just not using it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, and after that, I quit whining, but I still didn't try to lose weight very hard. <laughs> I love you. When I have those moments with God, I feel like he rolled up a newspaper and slapped me on the head with it and said, wake up. I gave you everything you need. Quit complaining. Quit making excuses. Go do what you got to do. I already told you what to do. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. And I'm like, oh, man, he's so right. <laughs> he's very direct. Like it's just do it. Um, can you go over, you started implementing things that that we teach how did that impact your health and i decided if i'm going to do this i'm going to use 1500 calories a day and so i bought a scale and i started weighing things out and just focusing on that and on how I, what i was eating so started making those calories count you know instead of eating half a bag of chips it's like well i need this salad that's going to fill me up and make it last longer and then look at all those fruits and vegetables i'm getting <laughs> i have to tell you after eating spinach for a couple of weeks my body's like what are you doing could you stop that please <laughs> we're not used to this <laughs> no and then you know just paying attention to what you were teaching it was actually really easy you know you're very encouraging and you just you know consistency keep at it you know even if you fail one day just keep trying that time that you were tracking everything, weighing everything, what were your results at that time? And then once I started, like I said, it was just consistency, just keep trying. And, you know, I have a day where I would forget to write something down. I think I was doing really good. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I forgot that. So I went over the calories and I just made up for it the next day. But then there were also some days I had to be really careful because I would only have 900 calories and I was fine. And I would go to bed and I wouldn't be hungry. And, you know, that was really exciting. It's like, I can do this with 900 calories. I can stick with that. But then I realized that's not healthy, you know. So sometimes I would have to force myself to eat. And I've never had a problem with a food disorder, but I could see how I could very easily slip into that, um, you know, not eating enough and um, just not being healthy, which would have the exact opposite effect of what I wanted. But I will commend you on this. You did something that most people lose sight of, and this is something we're actually born with. We're actually born with signals of hunger, it's time to eat, fullness, it's time to stop. But we've gotten into this car wreck. Actually, over my husband works at a social services agency. He runs the, uh, the food pantry there. And I was actually going on my way there to talk to his boss because they were going to have a, a senior lunch. And I told her I would help with that. And because and, I love to cook and I love to cook for large groups of people. And it's just a lot of fun. So for me anyway. So I was heading over there uh, to talk to her. <clears throat> and I realized 
and I was on my way home from work. I was managing a small cafe at a private ministry school. And I realized, you know, if I'm going to go sit down and talk about all this food that I want to make, I probably need to eat something just um, so I don't tempt myself and, and want all these sweets. So I'd stopped at McDonald's, got a hamburger, and I was on my way over. <clears throat> and at one point, I remember driving, and the next point, I was waking up in the back of an ambulance. Wow. Yeah, and that's scary. I'd never been in an ambulance before. And... Um, I hadn't passed out where like you go to sleep, but I had lost consciousness and somehow um, driven maybe two blocks. I had wrecked my car. Thank God I didn't hit anybody. And the reason I brought up the stopping at McDonald's is because if I hadn't done that and driven the back way, I would have been on the highway when wow. I wrecked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's really funny because my friends that know me, this will just make them laugh. But so I wrecked my car into a porch and the, the ambulance came, you know, and the EMT um, people were there and apparently I got very combative with them. And I'm still, I still don't remember any of this. I don't remember wrecking my car. I don't yeah. remember that I got, they got me out of the car, you know, to make sure I was okay. And for some reason I was trying to uh, crawl into the back seat of my car, which was covered in glass and they were trying to take me out. And the police officer we talked to later, he says, yeah, when I got there, you were going after the mail. And it was so unusual to me. I'm like, why would I go pick up somebody's mail? And then I realized he meant the man. Oh. He meant the mail EMT. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and we knew that police officer, so he knew this wasn't like me. And the way he stopped, he just grabbed the, the back of my coat and pulled it back a little bit, and I couldn't move my arms. <laughs> they get me in the ambulance and you know they've got the neck brace on me and everything then I look up and my husband's there and he's reassuring me everything's fine you're okay it's going to be all right and I'm just like what have I done you know what did I do I, I don't even know what I've done at this point all I know is I'm in the back of an ambulance mm -hmm. so they take me to the hospital you know they're doing all the tests and oh my gosh so many tests and my memory is still not good at this point it, it's kind of hazy Jethro and a friend of mine had to tell me what was happening. I just know everybody kept coming and bugging me. It's like, y'all leave me alone. I just want to go to sleep. Um, so I'm there over the weekend and they're doing the test and this neurologist comes up and she speaks with me and she says, well, you had a seizure. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't a seizure. And she reassures me, yes, it was in fact a seizure. And when you have in Pennsylvania, I don't know about other places, if you have a seizure while you're driving, you have to turn in your, uh, your driver's license. And she says, you know, I need to meet with her and, and go over all of this. And for years, I would have these situations, mainly in the morning when I'd wake up, where I couldn't understand what people were saying. You know, if I was trying to watch a video, I couldn't understand what people were saying. I couldn't talk. It's like I could make noise, but I couldn't make words. Hmm. I couldn't understand words, but I thought, eh, you know, I'm still just really sleepy. I need to you know, wake up more. And this went on for years. It wouldn't last for very long. And then it got to be more regular and they would last longer and then they started happening in the afternoon. And I made an appointment with my regular doctor and had tests done. So when I told the doctors in the hospital that, that was what's going on and they're like, well, those are seizures. And I thought wow. it was just aphasia. You know, I looked it up online because Google's the best doctor, right? Right. And I was scared because I thought it was onset, early onset dementia. And like I said, those are actually seizure, seizures are called complex partial seizures. And sometimes I feel it coming on. And if I can focus on just one word, 
and be able to say that and hear it in my mind the way it's supposed to be, then it would stop. So anyway, so, you know, I had an MRI done, I had an EEG done, and I was scared to move because some of the wires had already come off. So I didn't want to move. I thought they were all going to come off. And then I wound up, it's called a video EEG, where I'm in the hospital, they say five to 10 days, and you're hooked up to these um, monitor all the wires and everything. Um, but they can go, they can register it deeper in your brain. That's when they told me, yes, you know, is it officially a diagnosis that yes, you do in fact have epilepsy. Now epilepsy is defined by having two or more seizures where you don't know the cause. It's not like you know, if you get a really high fever, you know, especially in young kids, they, they could have a seizure because of that. Before I went in the hospital in May, I was, we were eating dinner and I just dished up Jethro some dinner and I was setting it down in front of him. And he said, I just kept, they just stood there, you know, and he asked me, he's like, are you okay? What's going on? I didn't answer him. And I was looking outside and giving little jumps and jerks, like something was scaring me. And he said, the next thing he knew, I was falling on the floor. And it was another seizure. They're called um, tonic-clonic seizures, just where, you know, you fall down and all your limbs are jerking and, you know, you lose consciousness and all that. And he didn't have to call an ambulance that time because it didn't last long. But then there's a post-ictal state. And that's where, you know, I couldn't remember anything. That's um, in the first seizure. That's when I became um, combative with the EMTs, the post-ictal, and I still don't remember either one of those. Um, so being diagnosed with epilepsy, um, horrible. Yeah, yeah because I can when, imagine. When we say epilepsy, we think of, you know, where you fall down and you jerk and you twitch all the time. And to find out I'd been having it for years with those little bouts of aphasia, yeah which complex partial seizures it's like oh great i've had this for years maybe if i'd gone to the doctor before you know they could have diagnosed it well back in december when that first happened when i wrecked my car you know i'm in the hospital for for the weekend and i just quit measuring everything and um because it was it was too much you know right. trying to deal with this and then the stress of measuring everything and looking back now i should have stayed with it because it was something i was comfortable doing i'd been doing it long enough but then you know the depression set in and i was being put on medicine which causes dizziness and drowsiness and it can cause thoughts of depression and that sort of thing and i just kind of went with it you know, um, I just really wallowed in self-pity for a while and how am I going to go do anything because I can't drive and, you know, I, I quit my job while I was in the hospital. I called my boss up and I said I quit because I didn't have reliable transportation to get there and back. And I wanted them, they had actually taken a three-week break, so I wanted him to be able to find some someone else to do the job. And actually, I loved that job. I absolutely loved it. There was a lot of freedom, so I could do whatever I wanted. And, you know, it was a ministry school, so all the, the customers had to be nice to me, <laughs> and I had to be nice to them, so that sort of thing. And it was, it was just great. Um, so to have to give all of that up, you know, in one day, it was, it was just too much. And there was a time, well, and the medicine was really weird. You know, once I got used to it, it actually started taking away my taste. Nothing tasted like it should. Right. And I didn't, I didn't realize that until I kept giving Jethro my food like four days in a row. It's like, here, this tastes bad. So I thought, it's like, wow, you can't even cook anymore. You don't know how to cook. You've lost that as well. 
And finally, he's like, why do you keep giving me your food? I said, because it tastes bad. He goes, no, it doesn't. Now, Jethro is the kind of guy, he can eat anything. He absolutely hates liver and onions and black-eyed peas. But if we went to your house for dinner and that's what you served, he'd eat it, he'd smile, and he'd ask for seconds. So I'm like, Jethro, I could give you a plate of dirt and you would eat it. And, um, and he says, no, it tastes the same as you made it last time. And then finally, that's when I realized this is the medicine doing this to me. Now, I did get used to it after a while, but when it affects the way tacos taste, it, you know, it's bad. bad. So, <laughs> um, so I got past that part. And for a while, about a month, I went back to, to measuring the food and being careful with what I ate. And then they started me on a new medicine or they added another medicine to it. And it's like, I just, I quit. I just give up. So I went back to eating what I want, when I wanted and how much I wanted. And very little of it was healthy. Like probably the healthiest thing I ate was banana bread because there's bananas in it. But when you eat half a loaf at a time, that's probably not too good. <laughs> so, so did so you that, gain your 20 pounds back? Oh my gosh. Yes. <clears throat> I gained that back and more. I weighed the most I ever have in my life, even when I was pregnant. And my husband's very loving, so none of it bothered him, but it bothered me. Oh, yeah. You know? um, so the last time I officially weighed myself, I was at 172. Um, and I'm sure I gained a couple pounds after that. Now, where Jethro works, you know, they take a lot of volunteers. So I would go in and I would volunteer and help him. But after a couple hours, I was just completely wiped out. Right. Um, and part of that was due to the medicine. Even after your body gets used to it, you still have issues with um, being tired. So if, if I'd went in to help him, then I would be tired for at least 24 hours after that. So, you know, and all of that just, it would add up and I would just get tired of it. So, you know, turn to those donuts and the pecans and that sort of thing. So how long did that, how long did that last from, from when you went and got you, you, I mean, your car crash when you, Oh, a year. So from car crash to getting back into the groove, it was a year. At least. Yeah. Probably a little over a year. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things where, well, I'll start Monday and then I'd read something, you know, on your Facebook page, and it's like, don't wait for that, just go ahead and start, and it's like, okay, I'll start tomorrow, and then tomorrow would come, and it's like, oh, look, I, I need a new battery for my scale, um, so a couple times I would forget to get a new battery, <clears throat> yeah, um, and then finally I did, you know, it Holy Spirit prompting me and seeing, you know, the testimonies on your Facebook page, and it's like, okay, people can do this, I need to start doing this again, mm -hmm. Um, so, <laughs> and I really hate, um, new year's resolutions because you don't wait for that day to start. You can, you can start anytime, mm -hmm. but I kept pushing it off Monday. Oh, well, I'll start Wednesday. Well, you know, you might as well start Saturday. You're not doing anything that day anyway. And it actually came down to, all right, quit doing this to yourself. Quit making promises and breaking them. Quit not listening to the Holy Spirit prompting you. So I actually wound up starting January 1st. How funny. You're one of those people, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I thought, you know, if nothing else, then it gives me a, um, a way to keep, keep 
track and remember yeah. when I started. Exactly. Um, so I started then and um, it was really easy to get back into the groove of doing it. Right. You know, I, I know how it's done. I know what yeah. to do. And it's like, why did I wait so long to do this? Isn't that I know funny? How to do it. It's like, it's sad. <laughs> the sooner you start, like literally anytime that somebody's like in a funk or they haven't done something in a while or they had surgery and it's like, you know, they, they went back to their old habits and they're like, I know I got to get started. I know I got to start. I'm like, listen, 24 hour goal. That's all you have. Not Saturday, 24 today. What can you do today to be healthier? Just track your food today. Plug in your stuff. Uh, I mean, use your food skill. Go for a 10 minute walk just today. I don't care what you do tomorrow, but just today, because here's the thing, what you do today is tomorrow's energy. And so if you set up a 24 hour goal, whether that's Tuesday, Saturday, Monday, whatever, you're going to feel so much better. So I love that you did that because in our brain, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to do this, 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 this. But like you said, as soon as you start, you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? It is so easy. Um, so did you, it was it this January 1st, 2021? Yes. Yay. Awesome. So we're about almost a month in, well, like three and a half weeks. Amazing. So tell us about your progress now, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Well, I feel a lot better just finally starting it, you know, and not having that guilt and that procrastination weighing yeah. on me. Like, okay, so I started, I'm being obedient. And like I said, it took two days to get back to 1500 calories. Yep. Um, I'm still really careful. Like, I don't like to go out for walks by myself because there's still that fear. It's like, what if I have yeah. um, a, a seizure when I'm out? You know, people won't know what to do and that sort of thing. So I made up a card and I, I would put it in my back pocket um, and walk around with it. it. Tells people what I have, what medicines I'm on, who to call, that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, that's, that's taking care of that issue. Um, and I went, I started going to work with Jethro more often and his, uh, his coworkers are really supportive. It's like, come if you want to. And if you need to sit half the day in the office, then do that. So it's like, okay. So, um, I would start doing that. And truthfully, I just started walking around the house more mm -hmm. and, you know, with my iPhone, it'll keep track of how many steps I take that sort of thing. And I found that, you know, I put on some upbeat music, especially Toby Mac. Yes. And I would just walk around the house. And the next thing I know, you know, two, three songs, I've walked a thousand steps. Yep. And it's like, this is really easy. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> I can just do this. And we live on an acre of land. So one day I decided to go out and just walk around the, the outskirts of that. And then I came back and it's like, okay, that was pretty easy. Right. And, you know, a couple thousand steps. It's like, why did I wait? Um, so emotionally, it's really uplifting to do it. Like I said, it was easy to get back into the groove of it. Um, and it just, it made me feel better spiritually. I finally listening to the Lord and what he's prompting me to do. You know, all along I was reading my Bible and I was praying, but still there was that self-pity going on. It's like, why do I have to have epilepsy? Why is it me? I don't want this. Why don't you heal me? You know, why do I have to, I'm a good person. Why do I have to go through bad things? <clears throat> and I don't want to say, well, because you can handle it. That's why I gave it to you because I don't think God does that, that it's like, okay, get up, get moving and just deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what's, what it's going to be. So deal with it and work through it. So that's what I've done. Now I forgot the rest of what you asked. No, that's, that's it. You answered it. That was perfect. <laughs> I love that. And it's, 
it's amazing how much better you felt within 24 hours within your day, first day. And then yeah. three weeks later, you just, you're keeping it simple. And that's really the, the, the best thing to do. Notice I said, go walk for 10 minutes. It could be go do anything for a couple of minutes, like you dancing to three songs or just moving around, walking around the block, using the bathroom furthest from your room instead of the bathroom right there, walk down the hallway, go downstairs. I mean, little things like that, they add up and it, you don't have to be extravagant. You, you just be resourceful is what I recommend all my clients. Get creative on, on how you, it, not just park far away from the grocery store or take the stairs, Get creative in your house, in your workouts, on your property, whatever you gotta do to move more. Cause we are created and designed to move. And our society right now, all we do like in our everyday life, we sit, you know, our society, we sit working now cause everyone's stuck at home. We sit in our car when we're driving, we sit when we eat, we sit and watch TV for entertainment. I mean, we sit, 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 sit. And this is why we feel lethargic, tired, depressed, anxiety. The more you move, the better you're going to feel. So I love that you're doing that. And when you add some Toby Mac in there, you're just going to feel <laughs> even better because that guy is so uplifting and his music right? is so upbeat. You just can't help but dancing and the whole house is clean in like 30 minutes because you just start scrubbing and cleaning everything with music in the background. So I love that. So let me ask, what's your mindset now compared to last month? What is forcing you to keep going? mainly the way I feel awesome. You know, um, one of the things I have to keep an eye out on is anemia. <clears throat> so I need to make sure I'm eating enough protein. And that's something else I picked up from your Facebook page, you know, make sure you, I don't do the whole macros thing. I don't quite know what all that means, but I know I need to focus on getting enough protein. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I wasn't eating healthy, you know, you'd think with all the cheese I was eating, that would be enough, but it, it wasn't. <clears throat> and it wasn't good to eat that much anyway. Right. So, and I don't, I don't like any type of fish, anything that came out of water. I don't like that. So I need to be really creative mm -hmm. in how I'm getting that protein so that it matters. So, you know, um, and, and just keep trying, yeah. you know, consistency. And when I'm consistent with it, <clears throat> like you say, it builds up, it adds up. And then the more consistent you are, the better you feel and it makes it easier and it just, it just keeps going. I love that. So who would you recommend this program to a program that consists of tracking your food, weighing out your food, moving a little bit, who is this for? Um, it can be for everybody. Um, anybody that wants help, anybody that wants to lose weight or even just get healthier. Um, I've seen friends, and I don't want to name the product, but, you know, I've seen friends lose weight, lose weight using this one certain product and they're, they give them a certain amount of food they can eat every day, uh -huh. you know, and it, it's portioned out by day. This is what you need to eat. And it's all prepackaged and everything like that. And so I asked my friend who was doing it, I'm like, so, so what does that mean? And she goes, well, I can only eat this for lunch and it's got this amount of calories. And I'm like, I know what you're doing and I can make this a lot cheaper for you. <clears throat> Get a scale. Yeah. You know, and, and start using that. And so she's spending, I, I don't know how much money it was. It was, seemed quite expensive. And she says, I just need to do this for a little while until I get down to the weight that I want to be. Um, and then I can stop that. But in my mind, I was thinking, but you're not getting into the habit of eating healthier. You're just letting somebody else tell you what to eat. So mm -hmm. in the end, it's not going to help. No, it's not. And it's, 
Uh, that's what the fitness industry does is they put a Band-Aid on knowledge. They say, hey, follow this meal plan, do this workout, you'll get the results. We're not helping anybody by giving them just the answers. We need to teach them how do I get there. It's kind of like math. Even though we don't like math, you need to learn how does, how does two plus two equal four? What does that look like? How, does, how do you get to four? Why isn't it not yellow? Why is two plus two not a tiger? Like, why is it four? It doesn't do us any justice or any help when somebody just gives it to us and doesn't explain why, you know, that it doesn't do anything. So that's why I love educating. Cause if you apply the knowledge, you're going to get the wisdom you need to literally be confident in yourself, <clears throat> in your food choices and everything. And you're going to take that knowledge with you for ever, forever. Yeah. No more fad diets. No more spending money on wraps, pills, relying, having that crutch of, I need this to lose weight. No. You have everything you need. You just need to apply it and have the Holy Spirit kind of smack you on the head with a newspaper to apply it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I love well, that. And when it, um, when you're done, when you reach your goal weight, you know how to stay there. Exactly. So. And that's the goal. That's the entire goal. If you dial in now, you learn why you're losing weight. You learn the patterns. You learn the meals that are helping you lose weight. So that's so natural so that when you hit your goal weight, you just gotta keep doing what you're doing. You might add a little bit more calories, just a little bit more, that's right. your maintenance. And most people, they don't see past that. They're like, let me get to this goal weight. Let me get to this goal weight. We need to look past, what do I have to do today to create sustainable goals that will last a lifetime? Yep. Most, I mean, I've done every diet possible. No diet has ever taught me maintenance. But that's why I'm passionate about what I do now because I'm like, I'm gonna teach you maintenance. You're gonna learn how to do that. Um, and so I, I, I love hearing that. I love your confidence in that. And most importantly, like I said, obstacles are inevitable. Now for some people, yours is pretty extreme and extravagant of, you know, knowing that you got epilepsy, you went, got in a car crash and had to deal with this, a new change of life, medication, you know, and for some people it could be just a weekend of just, you know, eating at a wedding that threw them off and they can't recover a birthday party. So you had a major struggle, but I just want to highlight that you had something huge happen in your life and you still got up and you're like, Hey, all right, let's do this January 1st, not intentionally, but I'm doing this right now and I'm sticking to it. I'm going to stay consistent because I feel better. I'm going to stay consistent because I feel better. And I love that. And people need to know that start now, start today, 24 hours, give yourself a mini goal and you're going to see how much better you're going to feel. And that will be addicting to feel better over just eating junk all day. And then that nagging feeling of you should start, you should start. We waste so much energy on that instead of just applying that energy towards doing the healthy things we should be doing. Right. I, okay. I love that. So a couple of things that I found that really work for me, <clears throat> sometimes I just want a taste of something. Uh -huh. Like if I, if I buy a candy bar, I'll eat the whole thing because I just want to taste. But I found that if I buy the big bags of the little fun size candy bars I can eat just one of those and I'm fine because I just want a taste of it um mm -hmm. peanut M&Ms are kind of my downfall um so I weigh those out awesome. and I tell you if you weigh it by grams you get a little bit more instead of by ounces <laughs> so I do that um there was something else and now I can't remember it that's a good good tip like and that, I love that you said that because it's just you just want a taste of it. And so many of us like think we buy the cake and we need to eat the whole thing. No, you don't. Yep. Especially before it goes bad, right? Because right. you don't want to waste money. That's right. I had to go
like I said, I keep wanting to think, keep wanting to say something and I keep forgetting what it is. Oh, <clears throat> I know. Um, so I absolutely love banana bread with pecans uh -huh. in it uh -huh. because pecans are much better than walnuts, y'all. Um, so what I did and what I'm going to do with other things that I really like is I, I weighed out everything. I measured it all out um, with the recipe that I always use and figured it out you know, looked up everywhere online. And if this website said oh, this was how many calories and that one said, you know, it's more calories, I kind of combined the two and I didn't go halfway down the middle. I gave it a little extra, um, if that makes sense. And then I figured out how much it would weigh or how much calories it would be per ounce. And I wrote that on the recipe that I will awesome. follow all the time. So that's, yeah. And like I said, I've got some soups that I really like to, to do and I follow the same way every time. So I'll figure that out and I'll write it that way. It's not a guessing game. Uh -huh. You know, what is it? How much is it? That sort of thing. I, I love it. What a great helpful tip that everyone should be doing from now on. Who's ever listening to this. <laughs> uh, so here's my final question to you, Patty. Somebody listening right now, they know that they've, pause maybe the the term has fallen off the wagon they slowly went back to their old habits they know they need to get back started but they just can't do it what would be your advice and and motivational tip for them you can you can do it you know even if you don't start tomorrow start this afternoon you know don't wait you know it's easy to fall off the wagon and slowly slide back into that that's that's what i did and then that just kind of snowballed and the farther back i slid the the bigger and the worse you know the bigger the problem became and the worse i ate um but then when i finally made that decision to do it it was so easy mm -hmm. to start back again and i'll give myself one cheat day a month and i'll eat whatever i want but the one thing I do is I keep track of it. I'll write down everything that I eat and I'll write down all the calories. So I already did that one day this month because, you know, I was doing so good. I might as well have a treat, right? A reward. <laughs> Sometimes the way my brain works doesn't make sense. Trust me, everyone's <laughs> the same way. Don't you worry. It's so common. So I kept track of it all and I ate what I wanted. And at the end of the day, I was full and I was happy and it was still under 2000 calories. It was 1900 something. So it's like, wow. So even though I ate bad, I was still able to keep some control over it. If that well, and it's sense. because you, you had a limit, you wrote it down and you had a limit of how many uh, days you're going to eat a little bit over. Whereas right. most people they're like, Ooh, I'm going to have my, we call it a relaxed meal. Cause we don't want you to feel bad eating a little bit more. And, um, it's okay to have one or two a month, but the problem with our society right now is we have them Friday night to Sunday night. We have them three mm -hmm. days out of seven every single week. And so if you only have, actually have like one or two and you space them out every 10 to 14 days, right. you will feel good. You'll have that mental break. If you got to eat whatever you want, you have a physical uh, boost in energy the next day, and then just use that energy the next 10 to 14 days, have another increase in your calories and then you're it's actually going to help your weight loss it actually spikes up two hormones that keep going so i love that you're doing that you are doing so awesome thank you <laughs> we will be checking in with you to see how you continue but i love that you've been crushing it and you are staying focused you're staying consistent you're keeping it simple you're not like 100 percent balls to the wall going crazy doing a marathon every single day trying to lose weight 
So those little tiny things that happen over time that really build that muscle, that habit to keep going and making it sustainable. So Patty, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. It's so motivating. And if she can do it and she can refocus and get back to it and knowing that she's like, oh yeah, it's so much easier. So can you, you can do it and you don't have to wait any longer. Do it now. Maybe it's your next meal that it's healthier. Maybe it's your next meal that you track and weigh out. Maybe it's this next hour that you're like, you know what? I'm going to do 10 sit-ups. I'm going to do 10 push-ups. I'm going to do five squats. I'm going to take 10 more gulps of water. Don't wait another second to do something positive because you know the sooner you do it and it only takes a couple seconds, the better you're going to feel. And that's what our body's craving. It wants you to feel better. So the sooner you act upon it right now, the better you're going to feel. And then you can reach out to Patty and say, thank you for your encouraging words. So uh, thank you, Patty, so much for joining us today. If anybody's listening and they're like, how in the world do I get started? What do I need to do? Well, if you want to start one-on-one -on -one right now, I do, you have, you get your first 21 days on the program for just a dollar. Okay. Wow. So you need help setting up your nutrition goals. You don't know what calories to start with. I will customize that for you. I'll customize your fitness goals, your water goals, your protein goals, everything for you. Your first 21 days for a dollar. It is a dollar. Everyone's like, Tanya, really? I'm like, yes, sister, really? It's just a dollar. Cause I want to help you get started. Cause the sooner you get started, the better you're going to feel. And that is my ultimate goal. I want you to feel better. And when we have clarity, when we have accountability, when we have sustainable goals that are customized to you, because yeah. Patty's lifestyle is different than you know, I have a, a, a new mom just, that just signed up today. Well, you guys have two different schedules, you know, or a, a gentleman that's just retired. He, he has a different schedule. So it's important to customize where you're at right now and how to slowly implement a better lifestyle and start seeing results physically, mentally, emotionally in the next 24 hours, in the next seven days. So um, if you guys are interested, email me info at core1031fit.com. Um, I have limited availability because you can imagine it's only a dollar. So uh, I, I do have a waiting list, but the sooner you get on there, the better. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for everybody for joining, for listening. Thank you, Fat Patty, for being here. And we will talk to y'all later. Have an awesome day, everybody. <laughs>